Okay, it's now recording. And do I go now? Yeah. Hello and welcome to Asian Conversations with Scott and Ari. So it's been a long time since we've recorded one. Um, and actually, what's been going on in the world, everything did kind of halt for a bit. And we hope you're all doing well wherever you are. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about technology and um, the kind of viewing of boxing, because obviously with the pandemic, audiences aren't necessarily um, in kind of venues and the kind of the nature of viewing of boxing, I think, and probably sport in general is, is kind of changed a little bit. Would you kind of agree, Scott? Yeah, I certainly agree. I think um, what we've seen in the US, particularly with a lot of sports, is their TV viewing numbers have dropped quite significantly. Mm. That's in, been in boxing, basketball, mm. I believe wrestling as well, have also viewing figures drop. So there's definitely going to be a change in viewing habits going forward. Yeah, and, and there was a kind of August 31st show. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so on August 31st, Itch Taro Ichi from Airsign Boxing streamed a card on YouTube. They'd really worked hard on trying to make it more than just a streamed event. Mm-hmm. They'd done things like crowdfunding, shoulder programming, documentaries mm-hmm. beforehand. They'd hyped it. They'd worked with um, well-known Japanese media like Daisuke Sugihira and um, Naoki Fuguchi, I believe it is, the photographer. Mm-hmm. And we tried to build something extra, something that wasn't just a normal streamed YouTube show, but a full-blown event. Mm. That sounds that sounds a really kind of interesting way as well, with particularly with the shoulder program, the extra kind of bits and bobs you get maybe getting on top of it, which you wouldn't ne- necessarily get if you were sitting in a venue. You wouldn't get it if you're sitting in a venue. You probably wouldn't get it if it was on linear TV, broadcast TV. Mm. Um, when you watch certain ESPN shows, they do want to try and promote the main event. They want to try and promote the big fighter at the top mm-hmm. and do a little documentary on him. Mark Kriegel's documentaries on ESPN have been absolutely tedious. They've been terrible <laughs> recently. But what they did with this here was they sold every fighter. They gave everybody a chance to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And that really shined with Takuya Yamaguchi, a Japanese journeyman who whose personality shined through. He ended up being a massive crowdsourcing success. I believe they mm. raised like 780,000 yen just from him and being a human. Mm. Yeah, because it's, I guess each fighter has their own kind of story and it doesn't necessarily need to be some big glossy blockbuster, but it can be very interesting to see that maybe the human side of boxing. It's something we don't see very often. It's an interesting thing that we doesn't get the attention other than if you're already a star, if you're already the promoter's mm. boy, yeah, being pushed. We only really see it with the winning fighters as well. We don't see it with the losers, the unknown underdogs, the guys who just fight because that's what they want to do as opposed to the guys who want to fight to become stars. And I think that's... I think trying to sell that narrative, the longer form narrative of making you kill every fighter on a card is significantly better for drawing figures, for attention, mm-hmm. than trying to sell yeah. them any bit. No, yeah, and I think I think it's it'll be really interesting because if you're following somebody, say you sort of uh, say a younger guy, you're just kind of setting out to have a kind of somebody listening to your story and and you grow your fan base 
on that would be would could be really in kind of in, helpful for the younger guys. Yeah, no one needs to hear about Anthony Joshua's story or mm. um, Tyson Fury's story. Again, we all heard it time yeah. time again. Tell us about the look, guys. Tell us about the guys you want us to be interested in for the next ten years. Mm. Yeah, and and but you know, people's just starting out. That publicity would be really interesting, and and can be really beneficial for their careers. It can be really beneficial um, for the guy I mentioned, Takuya Yamaguchi. Mm. He's probably now ending his career he's mm. 35 or 36 his career is probably over mm. but nobody really knew anything about him and it's him opening up and showing who he is that's made him a cult hero i think that's i think that's actually better than if it was a if it was a newcomer if it's a rookie mm. yeah definitely and then the, he's kind of going out on 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 top and and with people really enjoying listening to him and hearing about him yeah yeah um there's also things like uh, after that event on the 31st, mm. they held a press conference to announce a, few, a future belt. Okay. So the audience that are tuning now know about this belt that hadn't been announced elsewhere. Uh, they already said, yeah, it's actually giving you value for tuning in to something that was already free. Yeah, and you're also getting, there, I guess, an exclusive straight from the horse's mouth even. Yeah. Um, it's something we don't see enough of. We see sort of the TV personality is telling you this mm. about this bout's now made. This is the fight thing. We are now going to fight on this dirt. Mm. Um, and I think that's better than hearing a Mark Kriegel or a Chris mm. Mannix or a Mike Coppinger telling you these bouts on Twitter. This is the fight is going directly. We telling you the fans. You are giving us attention. You are giving us mm. time. Let us tell you what we're doing. Yeah, and again, that 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 gives kind of the fans something special, even you know, and it you know it's something extra for them tuning in and 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 you know being a part of this kind of show. Yeah, yeah, it completely it makes it. It doesn't make the show better necessarily, but it means it's more. It's. It's a reward, I guess, is mm. we're looking at. It's a reward for those tuning in. The show itself was actually really good. It was a really high-quality stream. Um, the guy in charge of Tara Ishii is probably going to be a promoter that in 10 years' time we're going to be going, this guy is amazing. Mm. This guy is so forward-thinking. He's done things for the last five or six years that other promoters haven't thought of. Mm. Yeah, because there definitely needs to be some forward thinking to make these things work i think there is i think the bigger problem is that the forward thinking that we've had has always gone after the money first it's mm. been the designs it's been the box nations it's chased the give us your money and we will give you boxing mm. with ishi it seems to be put your money to the fighters put your money um onto who you want to put your money onto tune into the shows back us as a promoter but back the fighters first and foremost. Yeah, and and, and it sounds like there was a, like a lot of um, information given about all of the fighters. Yeah, they each got about a thirty minute documentary made about them, uh, or thirty minute time with them speaking to the camera. Um, mm. There was then things like the online salon that they did, which allowed access to certain fighters. They also did a, a online free sparring session where you could see them in sparring. It was just. It was a genius way of promoting the event. They gave us so much for free. They gave us so many reasons to care. And I think 
if Malfoy did that, you'd see bigger stars at a lower level. Yeah, and it's, it sounds like it was it was also, like you said, it was an event. There's all these different things that are going on about this one thing. It really does build hype, I would say. It does, and it's... Well, you remember that it, she doesn't have a TV contract for his events. This is coming out of him doing it. Uh, he gave an interview recently, and he seemed to be going, the top promoters are going, I'm backing what I'm doing. I just haven't got a TV deal, so therefore I'm going to have to think about new ways of doing things. I'm going to have to look outside the box. And I think the way he's gone about it is really brilliant. Yeah, and then actually it sounds like you, there, there will be TV people interested at some point because it sounds like he's really using kind of a marketing skills to to get these kind of fighters that publicity and, and get fans fights. Potentially, yeah. Um and actually looking at other forms of technology, the other forms of streaming, yeah. I think things like DAZN and ESPN are perhaps falling a little bit short on that sort of logic. They have very much pushed their product as their guys are the best, or their guys are this, mm-hmm. their guys are that. The idea is that everybody in that car should matter. Mm-hmm. Don't let people tune in for mismatches. People aren't stupid. Yeah. People, yeah, exactly. People might want to watch the big names. Of course they want to watch the big names. But make them care about every single fight on that show. Make them tune in early and make them care. Make them do more than just, oh, well, yeah, there's this guy in the main event. Who's he fighting? Tell us who he's meant to be facing. Why should we care about the fight rather than the fighter? Yeah. And also, you could could really be hyping um, this guy is matched with this guy because of their skills and you could really actually get quite interesting if if obviously the condition is they're matched correctly which if they're not it just is a bit of a snooze fest or it's a blowout and yeah, yeah sure a blowout can be fun to watch every so often when we're having four of them on a show and then you're having a snooze fest and you've got no reason to care about any of the fighters on the card other than one guy in the main event hmm. what do you actually bring why would fans want to sit through three four five hours mm. just for one fight they're talking and, about um, i was gonna say i'm paying for it yeah yeah perfect <laughs> you on one fight is just it's a mystery fans and promoters want to talk about um oh but it's only the main event that sells oh but no one watches the undercut no one watches the undercut because you don't give them a reason to watch it you sell it on the main event you sold it on the minute for so long. Right now, you need to realize that pay per view numbers are down. Mm-hmm. But people haven't got money in their pockets to waste right now. Rather yeah. than trying to make us follow the same pattern you've fallen for the last 40 years, think outside the box. Make us care about every one of those bouts you are going to show us. Make people join into the pay per view early. Make them stay with you right through the show, especially when there's no fans. If you can't get fans into the venue, Make them give two shits as soon as they can. And tune in, tell us who they are watching well in advance. Why they should watch this fight. Why they should watch this fight. Why they should watch this fight. Mm-hmm. And then you will see pay-per-view numbers increase because people will buy in for longer-term narrative. Yeah, yeah. well, no, exactly. And a little rant about ESPN+. Plus. Sort your adverts out for a start because we are that that Burger King one and Chick-fil-A one about 50 times. 
there's a wonderful you know. Donald one as well. <laughs> yeah, and you think, well, you know, if you're if you're kind of watching it, you're just going to tune out because you're just like, I'm hearing the same advert that's kind of breaking up. It was it was a really awful kind of, you know, it, I mean, it was a laugh because we were laughing, but you know, it's not a good service. It serves it's trying to provide too much without doing enough. The adverts were playing because they were showing a BT sports card and they didn't want the studio segments from BT. They didn't pay for the studio segments from BT. So when British viewers were watching it, they were listening to Steve Bunt's rumble on about whatever it is Steve Bunt's rumbles on about nowadays. If you're watching it on the US, you just got the same four adverts repeating over and over and Anyone's heard Steve Bunce talk knows that Steve Bunce can talk and talk <laughs> and talk. I'll try to find that in with <laughs> try find that in with the same four adverts. Yeah. yeah. ESPN yeah. should be putting up things about what fights they've got coming up. Put on a broadcast schedule during some of this time. Uh, yeah. Show highlights from other fights. Show highlights of guys you've got coming up. Promote your future events, especially in this dead air time. It's just... Mm. Because, yeah, because ESPN are an online platform uh, like Dazone, they're not stuck on the same sort of schedule that broadcasts that. They should be adding as much content into the service to make you care that they possibly yeah. can. And I mean, that links into to kind of what you said about Boxing Rays, the kind of back catalogue um, and things like that is is quite phenomenal. Yeah, so ESPN worked with Bob Arum, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone knows this, and MTK and Frank Warren. Between mm-hmm. those three promoters, they have such a large back catalogue. Mm-hmm. Give us the highlights in those advertising blocks. Yeah. Um, boxing is, again, an online platform. It's online only. It sh- shows boxing. It shows one live show a month and then has a back catalogue of about 2,000 fights or 3,000 fights mm-hmm. that you can access at any point. Yeah. You can just yeah. go on the website, find the bout you want off, search for a fight you want, and you can just enjoy their fights. That's open to you if you're a subscriber. And yeah. there's so much depth there. There's so many reasons to actually go onto the service and watch somebody. If someone's fighting next week, they will tell you, you know, here's one of their fights. And it's just, it's a massive step ahead in many ways to what a lot of US promoters are doing. Yeah. And I just feel like there's, there is, you know, something to say like a boxing raise or something like that. You can just go on. You can you you go. Oh, I've got a bit of time. I might watch some fights. You know, it it really does engage the fans who, you know, are probably particularly over kind of the lockdown in 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 various areas. We're missing the sport. Yeah, there's also things like if you do look on there, you will find something like Yuya Miyazaki versus Subasa Murata. Mm. If you ask. Anybody, if they're in that fight, the likelihood is no, they have not. Mm. Should they watch that fight? Yes, it had one of the knockouts of the year on it. Mm. The, the hidden gems on there are absolutely amazing. If you can go through some of their backlogs, you will find at least one brilliant fight per show, and it will be something hidden like that Miyazaki Murata belt. Mm. Yeah. So that's the top tip for people listening is basically get boxing rays and watch stuff. Yeah, <laughs> get boxing rays. Go through some recent cards. Um, Shingo Kusano versus Daisuke Watanabe or Ryota Yamauchi's recent fight with Satoru Tadaka. You can go much further back and watch some old Takuya Kagawa fights, for example. There's so much wealth on there. 
and for the price of I think it's nine hundred eighty yen, about nine dollars a month, um, seven pounds, seven fifty a month, you will not find a better boxing service than Boxing Res. And uh, there was um, what's the TV channel that we used to watch Japanese TV? The Japanese service we used to watch is Isakura, a a wonderful little service. Yeah, because that's another way that that kind of people kind of um, outside outside of kind of Japan can watch TV. Yeah, so for people who don't know what Isakura or for Joy TV are, they are live streaming apps that allow you access to Japanese TV. Their main market was uh, Japanese expatriates, so Japanese people who now don't live in Japan. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that from a sporting perspective, they are fantastic for sports fans. <laughs> um, of course, you get the Japanese TV cards, the things that are on G+, Fuji TV, TBS. You also get things like WWE Raw and SmackDown on Jetsports 3, uh, F1 on, I think it's Fuji Next or Fuji 2. At uh, some points, you get things like NFL and Premier League. You used to get Premier League football before Dazon bought up the rights, but there's so much wealth on there for sports fans. And you can't forget baseball. You can't forget baseball. <laughs> so much baseball. Um, <laughs> GP1, I think, was on there as well for motorbike fans. Mm. But boxing fan, that's, that's how, the only way you can get to watch certain fights live is Isakura because G Plus isn't a channel you find streams for. Mm. Um, it's also got a 14 day download period, so you can download anything that's been shown on the service in the last 14 days. Um, it is brilliant. It is something you will get lost in if you're like us. <laughs> I think we spent an hour watching cats chasing dogs around stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's some there's some really fun TV as well that's that's not, not even just for boxing. We watched the Japanese game show, which was we got a surprising amount of questions right, but yeah, and we don't speak Japanese, so <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't above or under type question, every question. No. <laughs> um, also, like, oh, there's National Geographic and things like that. Technology mm. is being used to allow us to watch fights that 10 years ago we'd have to watch on Keyhole TV. And if anyone remembers Keyhole TV, they'll remember wanting to tear their eyeballs out and feel like they're on acid. <laughs> and and I think there's there's yeah, and this is probably you know in 10 years time technology would be so much more different and I think it'd be so lovely to see some of these places and and, and people and, and kind of places kind of utilize the, the technology the best way they can. Yeah I think if we go back to Ichitaro Ishii I think what he's doing will lay the foundations for what we see from what he's doing for the next few years. Mm. I think we <clears throat> I mentioned this with Colin um after we recorded the recent Asian Boxing podcast. But the US market and the UK market are going to need a reset due to the way they've put so much effort into blowing up so few guys. Mm. When guys like Anthony Joshua, um, Tyson Fury, Saul Alvarez are either not fighting due to the pandemic, due to the complete lack of fans and pay-per-view revenue, 
or retired because they're all 30 or above. They're not mm-hmm. young guys. Those markets are going to need resetting. They yeah. need somebody to be thinking about the future. And I think that's where they perhaps will look towards the East for the way they've built fighters, the way they've market fighters. We can't keep relying on the same names because those names are dwindling. Mm. Yeah. And I guess you can't can't rely on them to, particularly as a time was such uncertainty. I think we said earlier today, there's so much uncertainty around kind of uh, the possibility of a sport coming back, let alone everything else in the world as well. So I think, yeah, you, you they're going to really struggle if these big fighters aren't fighting. Even if these big fighters are fighting, they'll struggle. Mm. Who's paying for pay-per-view at the moment? We've already mentioned that TV numbers are down. Mm. Um, There's only a handful of guys you could say, this guy has star potential from the US. Mm. Uh, Ryan Garcia, whether you like him or not, the guy has superstar potential. He has however many million followers on Instagram. (laughs) He Genuinely, um, his Instagram following is huge. His TV viewing, though, or rather his streaming viewing, is a fraction of that. This is something that hasn't connected the two. Mm. If he can convert these Instagram girly followers over to Dazon, Dazon will uh, stay in business. If not, mm. it's hard to see what happened to Dazon in boxing. Um, because there's no point in one of your big name guys having a massive following that you can't capitalize on. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, being famous, say, so insta-famous, is very different from uh, kind of actually fighting and actually having fans, you know, tuning in for your fights. It's very different to having them go from a service where they get to follow you and look at your pictures to get them to pay you for your job. Yeah. And again, let's go way back to the beginning of this year. If Ryan Garcia thought about using that Instagram firm to have some sort of crowdfunding campaign, Mm -hmm. would that work? I believe it would. I think there's so many fans on there that that would be a success. But we are not getting them tuning into the zone to watch him. Where Mm -hmm. can we connect the two? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you do have things like Instagram Live, but again, it's 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 not utilized i don't think very much and and i don't think you as somebody may correct us but i don't think you you can kind of gain money from it necessarily directly as like you could for like a for like the zone say i don't think you can get there i don't know if fights have actually been shown live on instagram i know they have been on other services um Mm. i think um YouTube, obviously. Facebook's also shown shows. I'm not sure if Twitch have, which would okay. be an interesting one to look at. Mm. Yeah. But there are options out there. Even, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we've just mentioned two options. There's hundreds of other streaming platforms out there. Yeah. And while some of them are offshoots, like Box and Raise is its own thing, Dazone's its own thing, there are platforms out there already that potentially could be used for this here that already have a built-in user base. Mm. TikTok, maybe. You never know how these other services could end up interacting. Um, mm. But yeah, there's massive untapped markets out there. Uh, even if you just even if you just scratch the surface, I don't think you'd get through half of them. 
Yeah. And I think I think that's because, I mean, particularly with technology, pretty much everybody's kind of uh, got a sort of, sort of smartphone or they can access the Internet. And I think that that's so un kind of utilised, I guess, because, I mean, people aren't maybe tuning into the TV, as we said earlier. Are they even tuning in in a traditional sense? You've got that issue that people are no longer tuning into TV. You've also got the issue that boxing fans are older. Mm-hmm. The average age of a boxing fan is way older than it should be. <laughs> yeah, I have grey hairs, all right? <laughs> because they've not given us the technology advances mm-hmm. that we need. We can also say that Dazone's really advanced. Dazone's this, Dazone's that. At the end of the day, Dazone is a monthly subscription platform. It's competition. Mm-hmm isn't Showtime, it's competition isn't the sports networks, it's competition's Netflix, it's yeah. competition's Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. If you're a youngster, which these services are you using? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. you're a prom- if you are a promoter, why are you not contacting Amazon Prime and asking them to pick up your shows? Mm-hmm. Well, anytime you go on Amazon Prime, so I'm in the UK, um, you've got tennis, you got you had football when it was on there, you know, you, you've got the sports already on something like Amazon Prime. You've got the sports already. You've got a massive user base. Yeah. Why not connect the two? Why yeah. try going at it alone and trying to build up a platform that, for all intents and purposes, might not last another year? Yeah. you got a platform like Amazon. You've potentially got Netflix doing live shows soon. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Twitch. You've got all these options. Maybe it is worth one of the promoters going, can we work with you? Mm, yeah. And and because people, particularly with, say, Netflix and Amazon, a lot of people are already paying for it. Like we said, ex- it's extra stuff that you've, you've added on to what they've already got. Yeah. And whilst well, they're going, oh, but they're not going to pay us the same. Yeah, true. They're not going to pay you the same. Very true, they're not. But you got to get eyeballs on your product they may not pay you the same for this show and next show the one after you will have eyeballs on your product from a market that's already there and that might be a much better idea than shutting up your marketplace as soon as possible mm-hmm. and a lot of this i mean obviously we're talking about uh, online because people are not at venues but at some point people will probably go back to venues um in 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 a much more kind of uh, a way that you could get quite a lot of money from ticket sales and if you've got people already bought into your people you know you've got bums on seats yeah yeah even now there is crowds slowly resurfacing in germany australia japan thailand um the socially distanced crowds except in australia which i believe is pretty much on top of their situation mm-hmm. In Japan, they had a Jimmy No Ippo, a Jimmy No Ippo cutouts, um, sorry, distance, which is fantastic. Watching yeah. the crowd and dispersed with the anime characters, fantastic. Please, it looked, it, it looked, yeah, and it looked really good. And the, the whole marketed thing was just really superb, yeah. And actually, on the subject of marketing, the prize for winning the main event of that uh, show was to get you immortalized in the manga. Why are we not seeing more things like that? That's just brilliant. Put manga fans and boxing fans together. We do in Japan. Uh, there's so many Japanese mangas based on boxing that they two are pretty much interlinked. But mm-hmm. having that sort of prize is just, it's so unique. Why are we not seeing more prizes like that? 
I'm not really sure what we could do here. Um, the face of Greg's for six months. <laughs> yeah. Be on a TV advert or something. Be on Love Island. Oh, wait, no, it's either way around. They go on Love Island to become famous before they go bottom. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah you That's see the how point. you get your Instagram famous. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something different. Uh, I know it's kind of a massive tangent, but <laughs> prizes. Fighting for money is one thing, but only the top guys ever make the big money. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's so few eyeballs on the product that there's going to be fewer and fewer big guys. If instead you diverted that attention onto prizes, you may see better fights. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're fighting for, I guess, something that's maybe not the big bucks, like, you know, some of the top people, but you'd be fighting for you know, prizes or a bit of fame or a bit of attention, you know, that's... Yeah. Everyone has a belt in boxing now. The WBA have created a we-give-you-a-belt belt <laughs> like the, oh, you used to have a belt, have another belt belt, and mm. the, oh, you haven't previously been given a belt belt where they'll give you a belt but not having a belt. So do I get a belt soon? Uh, I believe yours is in the past. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but in Japan, we don't see that. In Japan, we see you getting a prize in a manga if you win a competition, if you win a tournament. How much different is boxing from the East and the West? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's why we do these conversations. It is, just to shine a light on how crazy the world of boxing is. And also, promoters, if you're listening, give us stuff on Amazon Prime. <laughs> or nice things where you can look at the back catalogue of stuff for free or just as a minor subscription make it globally accessible um boxing race is for those wondering completely globally accessible isakura is accessible outside of japan um across youtube globally accessible don't put things behind geo blocks or unnecessarily large paywalls otherwise you shoot yourself in the foot the same way that you are when you overprice a pay-per-view yeah yeah and i mean youtube's so accessible for everybody to to kind of watch your watch your stuff and you could you could get really big viewers you can i don't think anyone's managed it yet i'll just point mm. that out i don't think anyone's yeah. managed a really big boxing event on youtube okay. but that's because they're all looking for the tv money um but even then we've had cussed attacker fights on youtube with having twenty one thousand live viewers we've had that was quite know, a decent number it's a very decent number given that it was geolocked outside of Japan and there was a Spanish TV option. The Japanese card last week had, I think, about 33,000 people. Again, these don't touch the TV viewing figures. No. But these are small names. Yeah. And also, I mean, you are not going to know how many viewers you get if you don't try. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you don't put the effort in... The only times we're really seeing it done is undercard fights for big shows, so they're more hyping the later product. Give us a big main event on YouTube, see what the numbers are. Yeah. Um, the closest thing I can think of is one of the KSI fights, which was pay-per-view on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And multiple million on pay-per-view on YouTube because they marketed it towards their market. And it's... they were both, I believe they are both YouTube stars. Yeah, they're YouTube stars or Instagram stars or TikTok stars or social media stars yeah their market is youtube it's already there yeah 
yeah, don't try and drag them and put them into the zone. You're not going to convert the audience. Leave them in their market and use their market that's already there. I don't know why Toronto is uh, trying to complicate this. No, and I think if if they're already there, they've already bought into an aspect of the fighter. They brought into the aspect of both fighters. They brought into the aspect of what it's being streamed on. It connects every dot you can imagine from what I want to connect. Mm. Why did the KSI versus whichever Logan Paul or whatever rematch it was end up on Dazon? Because the promoter got greedy. Yeah, and then I, I bet it it didn't touch the numbers that it got originally. I'm bang it didn't either. Um, it was shown at like two o'clock in the UK time, and it was. Yeah, it was just an absolute mess. I'm Eddie Hank can call it a success, and it may well have been. If it was, and if it was a bigger success than most of the stuff on Dazon, it shows how Dazon has already shot its bolt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 going to end up in a dying market if they don't embrace these types of technology. The technology is also going to embrace the market that it's trying to sell to. It's going to embrace the market of the fighters it's got. It's all well and great having technology, but Mm. you're going to market that technology with everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Our good friends, or rather the people we love watching on YouTube, the Today Weekly News people. Yeah, Internet Today. That's the one. And the complete adoration of Quibi sums up that technology isn't the answer by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quibi, for those who don't know, ha, 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 don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Go look at Internet Today videos. They're really good. Um, we're not sponsored by Internet Today, but you know. <laughs> I'm well, not sponsored by Dizon. No, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, so that's really kind of us summing up technology in the view of boxing, I think. In a very roundabout, squiggly, wiggly, tangent-based way. Yeah, enjoy our rambles and stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you soon. And if you're trying to put the fucking recording, because for some reason, I found it, so I'm going to try to hit some recording. <laughs> Are you still recording? It won't let me stop it recording. And now Do things you're... going weird. What if I hang up?